Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, baby. It is our number two. We are live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. So many good things. Monday night, Michigan-Washington National Championship. I get nervous very infrequently for football games. More so for college games than pro games. They're all rich guys, right? Michigan-Washington. My Huskies in Harbaugh in Michigan. Very divided. Now, very rarely am I divided. Usually there's a side I like or a side I think's more deserving. I feel like when Russell Wilson and Seattle faced the Patriots, I literally didn't care who won the game. I was like, I like both sides. Love Brady, New England's culture, Pacific Northwest. My sister never liked sports. She fell in love with Russ and the Seahawks. She texted me all Sunday. I was like, I don't care who wins. Mission in Washington, I, I, I kind of feel like that. Like I love Harbaugh, and I, and I love the fact that Harbaugh, if he wins... Just stick it to all his haters. But I grew up loving the Huskies. So it's hard for me. Like, I, we got one, a second. We got this great coach. Does that mean you're not betting this game, Colin? I'm not. Final college I'm not football be- I'm not bet, bet for I'm not. seven months? I'm not betting it. <laughs> I just I can't. Come on. I didn't bet that Super Bowl. Can't. Can't. I just want to watch the game. I told you last weekend. There's just, remember Baltimore, San Francisco? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I want, I want to watch the game. Okay. I don't want to be sitting there biting my nails. Sometimes I just want to watch the game. Pour a beer, watch the game, feed up three and a half hours of magic. That college football, that last Monday night, was one of my favorite nights ever watching sports. Mm. We didn't put anybody that deserved to be in it. Huskies, <laughs> Texas. Huskies, Texas. Wolverines, Bama. Could have been Wolverines, Georgia. I was good with any of those five. Unbelievable. Did you see all the FSU players go after Alabama? See, they shouldn't have been in after not, Alabama lost. Not interested <laughs> so in dumb. anything Florida State has to say. Fine program, but get over yourself. Great party city. Tally Vegas, they call it. Yeah. You call it. I don't think anybody I've ever met calls it that. <laughs> okay. All right, listen. 12 of the last 14 weeks were 500 or better. I've actually spent a lot of time on this one because this is one of the tougher weeks. Strangely, I really like the picks. I don't even know why. I told you yesterday this is going to be brutal. No, it's not. There are sides here. I like underdogs this week for reasons I will explain. Blazing Five. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins Blazing Five. Falcons at six. I've been warned for years not to take Atlanta. They're the side this week. First of all, hey, their defense has been sneaky good this year. Last two weeks, they lead the league in sacks. Their defense has been top five and six. Offensive line, they're four and one when they rush for 150 plus rushing yards. Saints can't defend the run. Alvin Kamara probably doesn't play. You know what the Saints average when Alvin Kamara doesn't play? 17 points. I get the better defense, the consistent pass rush, the offensive coach. If Atlanta wins, they're in. 
I know. I like Atlanta plus three. Falcons win upset 24-23. Seahawks and Cardinals. Okay, I like Seattle initially. I don't now. I'll take Arizona plus three. Seattle's defense has gone into the toilet. Uh, Kyler Murray is making his eighth start. Coming off his best game. They're averaging 348 yards when he plays. That would make them 10th best offense in the league. The Seahawks offensive line, they can't sustain a run game. It's ranked 30th. Geno Smith has regressed with every stat. You can't hide his flaws. This defense is allowing 5.9 yards of play. What did Arizona do against a bad defense last weekend? It's a young coaching staff. They want to win this game. Arizona is all in. Kyler Murray wants to prove. I got the bag. I'm worth every penny. The Seahawks defense since week nine is egregiously bad. Pete Carroll, I don't know what's happening. I'll take the points. Arizona wins straight out 27-24. Bears and Packers. I like Chicago plus three. They've won four of five. And their offense the last two weeks is pretty good, right? Green Bay's defense stinks. There's no other way to say it. Chicago's defense doesn't. It's the number one scoring defense since week 12. Allowing just 15 a game. Leads the NFL with 16 picks, 18 takeaways over the last six games. Packers are 2-2 two and two over the last four games. They've beaten Jaron Hall and Bryce Young. Green Bay's defense is a mess. They're going to make a coordinator change. Two of their last three games, they allowed 30-plus. I think the Bears are the side. I don't think Green Bay's defense scares me. I'm going to take the Bears with an upset, 28-27. Eagles and Giants. Giants plus five and a half is the side. You know Tyrod Taylor. He doesn't make any mistakes. Three and three over their last six games. They're coming off a game against the Rams. They could have won, and the Rams are red hot. Tyrod Taylor is averaging in his three healthy starts this year. The Giants averaged 355 yards. The Eagles are 1-4 and four over their last five games. In the NFL, since week eight, Philly has the worst defense period in the league since week eight. We can show you all the numbers. They're like last on, on half the stats. Philadelphia can't stop anybody. It's a personnel issue. Maybe it's a coaching issue. Maybe it's a culture issue. There's no way Philadelphia goes on the road with that defense and Tyrod Taylor, and I'm giving up five and a half points. I think we got an upset. Giants 27-26. Take the points. Bills at Dolphins. Here's the Bills. I'll take the Bills as a favorite, minus two and a half. I, I think the, the line feels off. Now, the Bills were initially, uh, I think for a, about an hour, weren't, weren't they in... Weren't they an underdog for about an hour in this game? Then it got bet to the Bills are now favored by minus two and a half. With Nick Chubb's injury, Miami now, two of their best pass rushers gone. Under Sean McDermott, they're 12-2 and two against Miami. Josh Allen's last four games against the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, come on. He looks like Michael Penix against Texas' secondary. He lights up Miami like nobody else. The Dolphins are 1-4 this year against the Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Ravens with a minus 84-point differential. Every time Miami plays a good, hungry team, they get whacked. Tua, career in December and January. What is he? Cold weather. Tua's 10-9 in 19 games. Bills win. 33-27. Blazing five. Been blazing for three, four months. So I like dogs. They're barking this week. Falcons plus three. Cardinals plus three. Bears plus three. Giants plus five and a half. How can Philadelphia be a five and a half point favorite with that defense on the road? Give me a break. And the Bills. Did you blaze up a joint when you were uh, making (laughs) these picks? Four dogs? I don't do dogs this year. I've been a favorite guy this year. You... you... I would sooner get in a shark cage off the Great Barrier Reef than back to Falcons. <laughs> I mean, that is insanity. Wow. I, I, I don't will, even know who their, quarter, their quarterback is going to be. First of all, when I gave the staff, so what I do is I call in late at night, usually late afternoon. I call in Alex and I say, they make the graphics for it. I say, here, here are my picks. I was warned about Atlanta. I got a couple of these back. Are you drinking? <laughs> are you having a crisis at home? <laughs> no. I love ATL. I'm getting three points. I don't trust Dennis Allen. All right, Eric Mangini's sitting back there watching this nonsense. (laughs) This utter nonsense. (laughs) I like your Atlanta pick. You like what pick? 
I like your Atlanta pick. I think that's good. Yeah, see? I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, guy who's coached in the league. You're not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is interesting. Like the Justin Fields thing. So I said, the reason I took them, because I said Justin Fields against this Green Bay defense is going to look better than Jordan Love against the Bears defense since they got Montez Sweat. They got a real pass rush. And so when I pick games, a lot of times, give me the best quarterback. You have to contextualize it. Green Bay's defense is a mess. They're going to move off. their. It's just not playing well. So the Justin Fields component's fascinating. By Monday, if they beat Green Bay, you know this, Eric. You were coached in New York. The whole city's going to be bringing back. He beat the Packers. What do you make of the Justin Fields dynamic? Because he's played better. If he, if he wins in Lambeau, I mean, Bears don't beat Green Bay. They haven't beaten Green Bay in like 10, 15 years, it feels like. Where are you on Justin Fields? Well, I felt even last year when they had when they had the number one pick, if they had a conviction on any of the quarterbacks, I thought they should have moved off for, of Justin Fields at that point. And he's 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 done a lot of good things, but most of the good things come from when he's working with his legs, as opposed to him really developing consistently as a passer. You'd like to, now there, there's flashes, there's incredible flashes passing the ball. It's just not not consistent. Now here they are again with the first overall pick, if there's a quarterback that they have a conviction with, they, they, should, they should go get him and, and move on from Justin. I thought, and you and I talked about this in August, I really thought if Justin Fields had made some progress last year coming into this season, the Bears loaded up on a bunch of offensive talent this offseason. I thought they were going to be significantly better than they ended up being, and they're kind of they're getting a little bit hot here at the end. But it's been disappointing to me offensively where he is a year removed from from you know the summer. Um, you know this pressure affects locker rooms, and so uh, the Baker Browns was pressurized, a lot of pressure. Deshaun Watson Browns pressure. The Flacco Browns, he's like, <laughs> I'm having a great time. I watch them. They are the loosest team in the league. House money. Backup fourth quarterback. Eric, I think it matters. I think you can feel tight in the NFL. You can feel it. Chica- Deshaun Watson, it, everybody was up. Is he hurt? Is he playing? I honest, I've never thought this in my life. I think I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland ended up in the AFC Championship. Tell me what you're, you're, you live in Cleveland. You're making, what do you see from Flacco? What do you hear the Browns? It, it, same thing. Going into the season with Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, I thought, and the defense and Jim Schwartz coming on board, I thought this team had a chance that, to win the division. And then they lose Nick Chubb, they lose Deshaun Watson. They're still finding ways to win. In comes Flacco, who, who absolutely is playing with house money, who didn't think he was going to get a chance to play. And, and it looks like an adult at quarterback. It looks like a guy who's got a lot of experience and, and uh, a lot of poise and appreciation of this opportunity, taking advantage of it. Now, you look at his numbers, his touchdown percentage is the highest it's ever been in his career when he's played more than five games, you know, which is what he's got with the Browns. And, and the flip side of that, though, is he is taking a lot more chances. And his interception rate is the highest it's been in his career as well. Cleveland's used to throwing quarterbacks throwing a lot of interceptions. They're used to having to overcome that adversity. They're not used to getting the upside that now Joe Flacco's bringing. And, and he puts a ton of pressure on defenses with the deep ball. His arm is incredible. And, and they could go into Baltimore and upset the Ravens. Oh, absolutely. They beat the Ravens in Baltimore with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They're, they're not intimidated. They're not intimidated by Baltimore. And now you've got Joe Flacco, who's played in that stadium for years, going back there with a chance to beat him. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a storybook. Yeah, no, it is. It's in, you know, there is something to be said. When you're playing with house money and everybody's loose and fun, it's more fun to coach. It's more fun to practice. I could see Cleveland going to Baltimore, and everybody in Baltimore is all tensed up as the number one seed. And here comes Joe Flacco's throwing to his kids in the backyard during the week. Yeah, and who's more comfortable than Joe Flacco playing in that stadium? I mean, he played every year. It's yeah. like a home game for him. So I defended Mike McCarthy yesterday. I said, take John Harbaugh's career and Mike McCarthy, same winning percentage. Mike's got a couple more division titles. Both have a Super Bowl. I mean, if you go down the line, it's virtually the same. I would argue that Mike had to overcome Green Bay with no owner. 
they can't get free agents, and Dallas with a semi-meddling owner. Whereas Harbaugh's had, as you know, ownership's about half the bag. Baltimore's ownership is incredible. Top five, six in the league. We would not consider... So here's the winning percentages. Harbaugh, McCarthy. They've won the same. Playoffs the same. Division time. Same guy. We love one. We're brutal to the other. So if Mike McCarthy wins a singular playoff game, but lost at a Detroit, lost at San Francisco, I'm not firing him. If Harbaugh gets to the AFC Championship and loses in overtime to Joe Flacco, I'm not firing him. I mean, I look at Mike McCarthy, I think, are we being unrealistic? This is his second team he's built up. Dallas was a bit of a mess when he took it over. 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins. At some point, are we being too harsh on McCarthy? Well, the difference in these two organizations is, is expectations. And every year, Dallas builds up the expectations, and it comes from the players, but more importantly, it comes from ownership. They're always talking about how good the personnel is, how good the personnel is. So when you have that situation, and, and you don't achieve at a high level, which is what Dallas is always saying they're going to, then it looks like a failure of coaching. Where Baltimore is totally different. They, they typically are under the radar. They're... they're, they're humble if, if anything and, and so you don't go in with the same expectations so now you're judging based off of, of sort of self-inflicted uh, you know this world of, of self-inflicted expectations and I think that's why Mike gets judged a lot more harshly now Dallas is gonna have to make a decision what if they wanna what if they want Dan Quinn to stay Dan Quinn's probably going to get an opportunity to become a head coach and if it doesn't go well in the playoffs and they've got Dan Quinn in the building is that, a, is that a place where you might make a change in, in order to keep Dan and keep that defense intact? Yeah, it's, um, these playoffs are going to be absolutely fascinating. So, um, you know, we've talked about Lamar Jackson, and I've really defended him. I've said, listen, I don't care about numbers, influence. When I watch teams face him, I've seen them gash San Francisco, Miami, Seattle, Detroit. He's intimidating. Because Lamar can humiliate you. Um, Trevor Lawrence can beat you. Dak can beat you. Cousins can beat you. Lamar can humiliate you. Even when people rush him, the Bosas, they, they don't go too hard too fast. It's like, okay, let's stay back. When I see pro athletes who are elite pay reverence to like Tyreek Hill's speed or Lamar's athletic ability, what you're seeing is it's like Kobe and MJ. Mike didn't beat you. He would humble you. I think he's a go-away. I'm not, a, I'm not an awards guy. I think what Lamar creates is among pro... This is why athletes love him. They face him. <laughs> they get how good he is because they've been humiliated by him. And I, I think a lot of people, Eric, struggle because he doesn't have the most this or the most that. If you were facing him, what do you do with Lamar? How do you face him? Lamar is is like a human cheat code, and and you're right. He he's he has such a unique set of talents that you have to play him so differently than you have to play everybody else. And your defensive line, who's used to rushing traditional passers or guys with with some escapability, but nowhere near the level of escapability, they've got to change the way that they play. The box that you have, you've got to put an extra player down the box because he's such a big threat at the as a runner, which means you're isolated outside. And, and my frustration with Lamar has always been in the sense of, is it sustainable? How long can he play with this style? Because the running quarterbacks, and Lamar's had a lot of troubles here recently with injuries, and thankfully he's he healthy going to the playoffs. How long is this sustainable? But in a one-game, one-off type of situation like the playoffs are, it's, it's such a different package, and trying to keep him in the pocket and not let him kill you with his feet takes so much time and energy, you're not able to do a lot of other stuff to stop their, their other core players. All right, rest or rust, would you sit Trent Williams for two weeks? If you have a number one seed, and I mean, Baltimore and San Francisco feels like they're always like banged up at certain positions, right? Because they're physical teams. Are you a rest or it creates too much rust. What are your? What is your feeling on that? 
I, I, I struggle with this. I, I think of the 2007 Giants when they played that last week in the season against, against New England and end up being a shootout and New England wins, but then they face New England again in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl and they beat them and they're, they're like road warriors and they're, they're hardened and grizzled and that happens. And then you've got other examples where team wins the, the, the first seed, they're clearly the favorites, they rest a bunch of people, and they come out and, and, and they're no good. It, it's, it's a hard balance because you're going to be sick if one of your stars gets hurt in a meaningless game. You're going to be absolutely sick. But on the flip side of that, when you give guys so much time off, and it's not their fault, you know how it is coming back from a, a long vacation. You've got to get back yeah. into the rhythm. Yeah. I, I, I think that the best approach and an approach we often took in New England is we told the guys they were going to play. So we went out and we practiced that week like all the starters were going to start, and we got that good full week of practice, and then we pulled them off and didn't play them. But you still got that full week of practice going to the game, so you didn't lose that component of it. And you hear, you hear Kyle Shanahan talking about that. It's a long time to go without practicing. So maybe, it, maybe it's not fair in the sense that you're not telling the guys up front, but it, it, it was a really smart way to get the work in that you needed without taking the risk that you take with playing him in the game. I would keep finally Belichick if, and I don't think he's capable of this, if he could work with a young personnel person and a young offensive coordinator. But Bill can be territorial. He can be intimidating, at times abrasive. He doesn't necessarily work, you know, even Brady, work well <laughs> with others. You work under Bill. So my take is you got to move on. He's not Andy Reid. Andy can work with Brett Veach. He can work with Mahomes. Andy's different. The person, Lafleur, I've heard like that. You can work well with some people. Other people you work under. And I think it's time for Bill. I don't think you can bring somebody in and share duties. I think he's too intimidating. What do you think? Yeah, where would, where would you get that guy and who would make the decision? So would Robert and Jonathan Kraft go out and say, this is a better personnel guy than you, Bill? So those two guys are going to go tell Bill that this personnel guy is better than him. And, and now Bill may be willing to make concessions in order to stay in New England. He told me a long time ago, look, if, if you're not happy with the owner, go buy your own team. And, and, and that's the reality of it. If, if Bill wants to stay and it's important to him to stay, he, he may be willing to make him some concessions. And he, he's got two of his kids there. It gives him a chance to get this thing back on track. But but it's going to have to be a collaborative effort between him and ownership to find that person for, from a personnel perspective. Now, will he accept, we're going to put this guy over you no matter what, and, and either you eat it or, or you're out? I, I don't think he's going to accept that. I think at that point, then it's just going to be a nasty divorce. Yeah. All right. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you backing me on my dubious Falcons pick. I've never, I've never won an Atlanta bet in my life. <laughs> I know, I know. We've both backed him a long time. Yep. Good seeing you, Coach. See you later. All right. Yeah. The, uh, I, you know, I said that this week. People look at the Chargers, and I said Tomlin, Harbaugh, Belichick. I, I would take Tomlin and Harbaugh before Belichick with the Chargers because I think Bill can be a bit of a provincial downer and sort of. I don't. I don't think Bill plays well with others all the time. I think you. I think you have to just. Some people do and some people don't. I think you need to cross Tomlin off. That, that that's out. He's I'm not, not saying going. it's going to happen. Right. I'm saying, but if there was a move, I, Tomlin would create a winning culture and toughness, which the Chargers need both. Is it, what, what's the chance Belichick just up and I'm done? I'm out. See ya. I'm not chasing any more records. I had a good run. I'm going to go retire. Is that like a 20% or? That's a good question. 20, 33%? I think he wants to break. I think he's at the goal line. He wants to break the record. I, my, my gut feeling is Washington, new owner, they have an mm -hmm. offense. How's this? They would give up the farm. Sean Payton talked to those guys. How's this? Desperation. Hail Mary. David Tepper in Carolina, says, Bill, I will be hands-off. I will not get involved at all. Uh -uh. Bill, you got the keys to the franchise. I'm desperate. I need to... The NFL hates me. I'm throwing water on schlubs in Jacksonville. Like, I got to clean up my act. Bill, come in and save me. The show is yours. Do what you want. I'm not getting involved. Does that appeal to Bill Belichick? Uh, it doesn't appeal... I don't know who that appeals to. <laughs> well, I don't think that's for everybody. Well, I people think that's a can Belichick say special. things. What do they do? 
That's why I'm not as offended by words. I'm offended by actions. People say a lot of things in anger. My daughter, when she was five, told me she hated me. People get angry. People have been mad at me. People words yell at you on the internet all the time. People, they and then they meet you. me and want a selfie. I, I don't worry much about words. I'm not offended much by words. That, that doesn't, that's it. Actions. David Tepper's actions are, if I'm a coach, offensive. Reich, you give him Bryce Young, no number one or two receiver, a shaky O line. Well, you don't give it, you demand Bryce Young, apparently. Yeah. yeah and, and you're going to fire. That's offensive. I'm a coach. You don't even respect the industry. You don't respect the fans, clearly. You don't respect, I mean, if you're telling them they have to draft Bryce Young, you don't respect your GM. I'm a coach. You don't respect the industry. I was just talking about this with a, a management type the other day. We're in the content business. I like talking content. I don't give a rip about critics. I like content. Coaches like coaching. They like growing young players. They like making players better. What you're saying is you get about eight games. With a horrible roster, I'll give you eight. You don't respect coaching. Tepper doesn't respect them. This uh, there's would be, no way. I, I don't care what he says. What do people do? This would be a step in the right direction for him. I'm going to remove myself from everything. Bill, it's your show. I know I'm, I'm an impetuous guy. I'm not, I'm not being that guy anymore. Like Sometimes you need to just grow up and show maturity. Mm. Oh, really? You're going to change? Okay, yeah, okay. I'm not, listen, in the I'm contract. Not in the contract. A balloon payment. If I am fired before the end of the four-year contract, beyond what you owe me, I get a hundred million dollar. Oh, come on, that's unreasonable. No, no, time out. You want the goat? That is my contract. You have shown no ability to manage yourself and your temper and your impulsiveness. I want a one. That's legal. I want a one hundred million dollar payout. You've humiliated multiple coaches. You want to fire me? I get the rest of my contract and a hundred million non-negotiable. Uh, that's twenty-five bill. You know, Frank million, said, like you could stop working tomorrow, not care, no, no, mail no. it in. So and I can't twenty-five mills, twelve after taxes. Hundred millions, fifty, fifty-five after taxes. I can pay off my compound in Nantucket. Uh, travel <laughs> the world. No, I'm I'm saying all the time. Frank's. I think it was Frank Sinatra. I could be wrong. Frank Sinatra's has the smartest um, will ever. I think it's Frank Sinatra. If you argued any of it, one of his kids, you get nothing. That's what I'm doing with my kids. If you no. argue amongst yourself yeah. at all, if you call the attorney and talk, if you bring an attorney, you're immediately eliminated from the yeah. will. Well, I'm just saying. On, from Daddy's going to decide who gets the cabbage. From Tepper's point of view, he can go get a puppet the way Jerry Jones has gotten whoever he wants in there that he can control and see how that's worked out for him over the last 25 years. Or he could go and get like a real man who's going to stand up to him and call the shots. And I mean, ultimately, that's on Tepper. Can he handle that dude? I don't know. I love my one hundred million dollar balloon payment idea. It's, it's one of the really good ones. All not as good as Tatum's never going to win a title, but really cool. So for my next contract here, yeah. If I'm not allowed to talk Jets, uh, we'll twenty million you. to uh, demand it. <laughs> Jets <laughs> daily. <laughs> this year resolved. I don't know if I could handle that. This year resolved. Forget management. Resolve to keep your family safer than ever with Simply Safe. Twenty percent on your new system. Off immediately with a fast protect plan. Go to simplysafecolin.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is heard. That's me, H E R D, when you download the app. And that takes two minutes. All right, my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Texans at the Colt. Texans minus one. I think they're the better team, better quarterback. I'm going to take the Texans like I did last week to win straight out. Bears at the Packers, Green Bay minus three. I know Eber, Flus, and Justin Fields feel like they're playing for their job, but Green Bay's dominated the series. Better coach, better offense. I take the Packers to win about 27-20. Bills minus three at Miami. I like Buffalo. Dolphins without Nick Chubb, no pass rush. Buffalo wins by a touchdown. Want to take the herd parlay? H-E-R-D parlay? Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, code is heard when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. 
Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The choice is all yours. The vehicle's all electric. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQ. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's get started with these Dolphins-Bills mm-hmm. Sunday night. Yes. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good game. Now listen, we talked yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you see it on the screen. This yes. was three. Somehow. Big money coming in on the Dolphins, Colin. Uh, Miami, D.C. Vic Fangio will have his hands full. Look at the slowdown. Josh Allen and the Bills offense. Here's Fangio on Josh Allen. Yeah, they are very similar. Different body types. Different running styles. Um, but the same problems, for sure. Uh, you know, Allen's just a beast of a guy, a physical specimen, you know like John Elway was in the mid-80s to the mid-90s. This guy is the new John Elway on steroids. And I don't mean he's taking steroids. <laughs> he's just bigger, faster, um, cannon for an arm, tough. You know, he's he's a dude. You know, it's, it's really interesting. We talked earlier about NBA guys. They're like... Michael with four inches and more skill coming out of college, like your your, your Wemby's and your Giannis's, and it's very much the same. What's happened? Nutritional standards are better. Josh Allen is Elway, but he's the modern Elway, three and three and a half inches taller, twenty five pounds heavier, and even a better arm. Like all athletes, everybody's getting bigger and stronger. Everybody's getting bigger and stronger. Yeah. Now, remember, Elway couldn't win a Super Bowl until he got who? A run game. Terrell, Terrell Day, Davis. And that's why I like the Bills right now. now they finally, over the last five weeks, developed a run game. James Cook. Enter, yes, uh, yes. Dalvin's, Dalvin's brother, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty is sure it, it is. Um, I don't know. Something I see here. Dolphins, all their best skill position players miss practice. Mostert, Tyreek, Waddle on Thursday. We'll see what happens today. But I, I think you got to go Miami here or nothing. I know you're on Buffalo. I just... Sean McDermott has owned this series. He has. You know what else Sean McDermott's done? Look like garbage against the Chargers and Patriots back-to-back weeks. 
That's a fact, right? You can't you can't say well they were not they were playing down to their competition like well, why can't good. why can't you say that? Some teams do play down when to they're the rolling when they're at the height of their powers taken down. Oh, by the, the way, Cowboys? let me check. Hold on. Oh, they won both games. They didn't cover the spread. Well, who gives a rip in Can the either. league? I care. They don't. By the way, Miami played great against Baltimore in the first half. Lost 52 to 19. What does it matter? Miami got smoked by 30. They did. Vic Fangio uh, struggled against Lamar Jackson, and uh, this could be ugly. This week. We'll see. Uh, next up, Bill Belichick. A lot of stories swirling in New England. Belichick is set to meet with Robert Kraft on Monday. That would be Black Monday. Um, after what's been a disastrous season, former Patriot Rodney Harrison spoke yesterday to MassLive.com and believes it's time for Belichick to move on. I just think it's gotten to the point in time where he's been there so long. He's accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish as a coach and more. Sometimes it's just time. Personally, I think it's time for Bill. Now, Belichick apparently is very sick this week and had to reschedule his press conference. Didn't want to be around the team and get other people sick. Uh, he expects to coach Sunday. Snowstorm expected uh, at the game. Colin, I, I, listen, some some moron out there is betting the Jets here. It ain't me. Um, I stayed away from this game. I had listen. I was talked out of two games this week. Seattle and New England were my sides, and I was talked out of both. And then I went and did research and homework, and I found out oh, weather in the Jets game. When you get terrible weather, like I'm, I'm not. I'm, fumbles happen. So I'm like out on that game. And then I looked deeper on Seattle's defense. It's awful. Yeah, it's bad. So, uh, listen, if the Jets come out and somehow smash the Patriots and they look ill-prepared, and it, then I think it's pretty obvious Belichick is done, right? And he was just not locked in and he was like not focused. I think he's in big trouble. Again, he doesn't work with people. You work under Bill. Ben Johnson would work with people. You cannot give him personnel say. It's over. You can't give him that. I, something just tells me that when everybody is saying something, what do we do usually? Well, right. I think generally you, you don't follow the traffic. So every single person is saying, Belichick's done. It's over Monday. See ya, sayonara. Like, let's let's slow down, okay? This is Belichick, a legend, and Kraft, who he's known for 20 years. You know? It wouldn't be like, I've been on this show for, what, a year and a half? If you want to run me off, it's not that big of a deal. 20 years together, this relationship is just going to be done now? That's fair. A little quick. Sometimes marriages go sideways. Yeah. Fast. Final. 20 years and you walk in and something's happening you don't like and it's over. <laughs> okay. Uh, but as my right. wife says, don't go where you shouldn't go and don't do what you shouldn't do. It'll last. All right. Final story. Uh, <laughs> Robert Sala has officially ruled Zach Wilson out as he continues to deal with the concussion. Uh, Sala was asked, I don't know why they asked him this, but what the future looks like for Wilson and the Jets. Here's Robert Sala. I've said it and I'll say it again. I think he's going to have a long career in this league. Do you see that career being here? Um, we'll see. It's all things that we're going to have to talk about once uh, once the season's over. But uh, uh, whether it's here or somewhere else, it's he, I, I believe he's going to have a hell of a year or a career. What are we doing? Why is he even saying? I don't know, man. I, I think coaches should see what the Sala stuff has been like. It's been awful. He's constantly talking about Zach Wilson's future, which is dumb. If I'm a new coach and I take a new job, New question. Any media asking about the kids' future in the franchise? I don't know. I, I'm coach. you got to ask the GM. I've always Sorry. said that. I, yeah, I don't think it's that hard to sidestep the media. Yeah, no, We're no. not smart enough to figure it out. You just got to be consistent every week. I, I don't I, Listen, I'm Derek worried about this. Jeter, for 20 years or however long he played, New York Post, Daily News, New York Times. You know, he's got all these top guys banging on him every day. Never said anything. Yeah. Eli Manning, 15 plus years. Times, Post, Daily News, whatever's in Jersey. Didn't say a thing. It's an it's, art form. It's Jeter and Manning, Aaron Judge. But e Jeter and Manning are in the middle of like championships, Goodyear, off year, manager fire. Did, they talked and never said anything. Yeah. Matt Stafford of the Rams does a lot of that. He's really good at it. He'll say stuff. He talks, but he doesn't say anything. You don't want to create nonsense. No, just go to the podium and give people credit. It's a, yeah, it's like a billion-dollar team, right? Everybody's jobs are on the line. You don't want to say something out of pocket. I, 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 I just don't like how Salah's done. Put Wilson. out fires, don't start them. That's the rule. Put them out, don't start. Did you them. just come up with that? I did. Put that on a T-shirt, sell some merch. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'll think about that. Are you done?
I think I am. Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Put out fires, don't start them. You know, I think Smokey the Bear came up with that oh, one. Yeah, I think I kind of stole it from a kid's campaign when I was a little kid, and they used to have cartoons for that. Uh, Michigan, Washington, Monday. Bills, Dolphins, Sunday. Talk both next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Tonight, College Hoops tips off on FS1 as fourth-ranked UConn takes on Butler, followed by a Big Ten clash between two of the country's best teams as Illinois battles top-ranked Purdue. All on FS1 and the Fox Sports app. So Monday, Michigan is favored, and I do like them to beat Washington in the national championship. Washington has won narrowly uh, their last 12 one-possession games. Washington is 12-0, but national champions historically uh, blow out about six teams, and that's Michigan. And Michigan special teams, I don't think I've ever seen a special teams meltdown like Michigan against Alabama, and they still beat Alabama. They were better than Alabama. They should have beaten them worse. They, they got in their own way and still won. 
Um, they don't make any mistakes. They don't have any penalties. They've got a great coach. They've got just dominating line play. Uh, don't have a receiver. Washington's more electric on the perimeter and certainly capable of winning. But I think what this college football season has proven once again is that there's a lot of people in this country, and this is not a fault. It's their reality. It's a genetic DNA thing. They don't like change. They struggle with it. I love it. I didn't grow up in a traditional household. I didn't go to church on Sunday. Child of divorce. On my own. So I like new stuff. I love moving. I like mobility. I like new stuff. I like tech stuff. Anything new. You grow up in a traditional household. Same breakfast. Same neighborhood. Same church. You like what you like. You're a creature of habit. I got no problem with it. But college football and sports changes. And college football has had massive changes in two years. And many of you are uncomfortable with it. It should be duly noted. Ratings are up. SEC no longer controls the sport. Big Ten exploding. West going to the Midwest. Texas, Oklahoma going to the South. It's all new. And for a lot of people, it drives them crazy. They're uncomfortable with discomfort. The way I grew up, I like it. My wife likes it. We like moving. We like doing stuff, taking chances, whatever. There's no better. There's just a, what do you like? So a prime example is I love college football. I think you know that. But like Charles Barkley on TNT when they play those games, the reason Barkley's a TV star, he doesn't get into the weeds, he talks about the big stars. I don't get into the weeds on college football. I don't care that bowls are going. I don't care. I don't watch these Liberty Bowl things. I don't care. I don't care that Ohio State lost to Missouri. It doesn't matter. They got a quarterback yesterday. Ohio State's going to win 12 games next year. <laughs> so we're going to play a game called Bowl or Baloney to show you I love college football, grew up on bowls. One of these is true, one of these isn't. And I'm going to see how many I can even get right. I did not cheat this morning. I didn't Google bowl games. Here we go. Pop-Tarts Bowl. That I saw, and the reason I saw that, that's real because I saw the mascot and the toaster, and that is the single best thing I have seen in the bowl season outside of Michigan, Bama, Texas, Washington. So that one's real. I saw the Pop-Tarts. Bring on the, you know, the next year it's going to be all food bowl games and everybody's going to do Pop-Tart related stuff. I, I saw can't. that. Yeah. The Golden Grahams Honey Bears. Bowl. Yeah. That's coming next year. Next one. Airbnb Five Star Review Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's true. That's false. That's false. <laughs> Next. Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. <laughs> well, Frisco's Texas, so is Scooter's a Texas coffee Come on, chain? There's no way. Well, wait, wait. First of all, Frisco Bowl is Frisco, Texas. So they've held the FCS championship there. Eastern Washington plays. There's something there. called the Scooter's I think there's, a, a, there's probably a coffee chain in Texas, a regional coffee chain called Scooter, okay, so I think I'll, that's real. I'll go against Oh my gosh. Wow. So I don't know. I've never had Scooter's coffee, but I if Frisco means it's Texas, Texas, there's probably a Texas Scooter's coffee chain. Whoa. Famous Toastery Bowl. Now that sounds so stupid it can't be true. <laughs> there's no way it's true. No. What is famous toastery? I don't know, man. What? <laughs> is that this their is logo, weird. a piece of this bread? This shows where bowl season has gone, doesn't no, it? No, it does. It's ridiculous. Bad. People are upset bowls are dying. You really, you're upset the famous toastery bowls leaving? And somebody's got to come out then and say, well, this is giving famous toastery like $3 million in free yeah, advertising. Great. I'm not anti-famous toastery. Nobody's I'm anti-me losing sleep over losing that bowl. What's the next one? BK, have it your way, bowl. Now, that's too cheesy. There's, the, I yeah, can it's see. It's got a catchy. It's not a way. terrible. Maybe we created a bowl. I say that's not a bowl. Yeah, it's not. Way to go, staff. Pretty clever, yeah, though, for yeah. the guys that come up. <laughs> L'Oreal No Tears Bowl. Come on. <laughs> well, why would L'Oreal? Yeah, that's not their demographic. Ball, no chance. Zero. They're, no, that's fake. Yeah, it's fake. Nice try. Nice logo, nice though. Try. I like the yeah, look of the very ball. Very good attempt. Very good. We got another one here? Mr. Beast Like and Subscribe Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he could afford it. It's not a, for the record, it's not a terrible idea. It's got like, like a, and subscribe. Both. No, but if he just sponsored it in, in all game, the ads were to drive you to Mr. Beast's YouTube page. Yeah. It's actually brilliant. I say it's a fake. That's fake. Fake. Okay. <laughs> Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. 
See, our staff's not smart enough to come up with that. Come it on. has to be. It's real. That's not. It is real. Wait, wait, wait. How in the way world would our staff come up with a f- avocados from Mexico? That's the name of it. Avocados from Mexican cure bowl. So they must cure hangovers oh, or something. Do we have any more? That's it. <laughs> we were pretty darn accurate. I will say. The pop tart. Did you see the pop tart thing? Yeah. On, that's one of the. That is the greatest bowl sponsor of all time. Hey, by the way, when was the last time you had a pop tart? Not a lot of them, but I have had them before. They're really good, but I haven't had one in like over a decade. Who? Uh, apparently, there's a big uh, dilemma here. People toast them. But what do you do? Just, don't I, warm them up. I just open that bag and knock it down. Oh my gosh, that is disgusting. Without you, heat? you don't warm it up at all. Hold on. Do you eat cold pizza? Yeah. Well, oh my gosh! Wow. Just learning new. I don't stuff eat. I, I I very. I eat. See, I love like sushi. So I, I eat well, cold raw fish all day. Yeah. Cold pizza. I find that disgusting. I cannot eat it. Wasn't that a TV show on another network at one point? Might, you might have been on it for yeah. all I know. <laughs> Much like cold pizza, it didn't last long. <laughs> All right, hour three coming up. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.